Thanksgiving is simply not forgetting. That's what Thanksgiving is. Not forgetting. St. Paul said, everything is God's grace. He said, I am who I am by God's grace. He discovered grace in life. The gift of grace. And that grace governed Paul's life. He discovered this precious gift of grace. Yes, everything is by God's grace. I am who I am by God's grace. The fact that I can breathe now is God's grace. The fact that I can have good and peaceful sleep at night is God's grace. Living with joy and peace is by God's grace. Grace is such a beautiful gift of God. And yet, so many people don't even feel it and know it. They have never discovered what grace is in their lives. That's really sad. They live with this tremendous burden that everything depends on them, their own ability. They have to secure everything for themselves. There is no such thing as grace. They have to do it on their own. They don't feel the giftedness of life every day. Life is gift. And yet they don't know that they have gift. The life is gifted. People who experience the grace don't live like that. It's not that they don't work hard. They work hard too. They do their best. But in the end, they know that everything in life does not just depend on them and their own abilities. They know that life is much more than what they can make with their own hands. I think that definition is better definition. Life is bigger than what they can handle with their own hands. They know that life is bigger than them. So even when they become weak, they don't give up. Even when the future is gloomy, they don't lose hope. Even when they get old, their spirit is always young. That was what St. Paul experienced in his life, in his own existence. This is what he said. So we do not lose heart even though our outer nature is wasting away, our inner nature is being renewed day by day. What's going on outside is only a fraction of your existence. What's going on inside is a greater portion of your life. When you know that you are who you are by God's grace, then and only then you can live a solid life.
That's what solid life is like. You will not be easily defeated. Doesn't matter what you experience in life, you will not easily be defeated. And Moses wanted to teach the Israelites that lesson. He wanted them to live a solid life. If you can teach your children that life is by God's grace and life is a gift of God, and if you can teach your children this solid life, I think you are teaching the best lesson. You're not just giving them the fish. You teach them how to fish. And they will survive in no matter what circumstances they may go through in their lives. They will survive. They will live a solid life. They will prevail. They will not be defeated. They will enjoy every moment of their life. What more gift can you give to your children? We don't know what they will experience in life. We don't know what kinds of sufferings they may face in the future. They may experience challenges greater than they can handle with their own hands. They may lose themselves, their confidence and their hope. And sometimes they may experience failures. They may lose their health. We don't know exactly what they may face in the future. But if we can really build solid life for them from when they're really young and they know that my life is by God's grace, if we can really teach that to them, then they will survive. Doesn't matter what circumstances they may be. And Moses wanted to teach them this, this lesson. Wilderness was the best place where the Israelites could learn about that important truth. So in that sense, even wilderness was God's grace. You know, I realized we human beings never learn with our brain. I, I, I mean, I realized that human beings never learn with their brain. They learn only through their skin. Not with their brain, but through their skin, they learn. And in the wilderness, they learn how to survive through their skin. When there was nothing to eat, they felt through their skin, in their stomach. They learned. When there was nothing to drink, they experienced the thirst in their mouth. When they were bitten by poisonous snakes, they felt the pain through their skin. And they learned. And they learned. Through, through these experiences, they learned that it was God who provided food, manna, water, healing. And they all learned that through their skin, not with their brain. Brain, you forget. 
But what, they, what you learn through your skin, never forget. We can see that in today's passage. It is God who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, an arid wasteland with poisonous snakes and scorpions. He made water flow for you from flint rock and fed you in the wilderness with manna that your ancestors did not know to humble you and to test you and in the end to do you good. They experienced it. God put them in a condition where they could not do anything and taught them. You can survive. Even when you cannot do, I can do it. Even when you cannot survive, you will survive because I am with you. And you have grace, my grace, so you will survive. Moses wanted to teach them that. Their wilderness experience was God's grace. It was God's blessing. Sometimes you may face suffering, but don't forget that suffering may be a blessing in disguise, hidden blessing. There are things that you never learn without suffering. You can never learn humility without suffering. You can never learn your own limitation without suffering. You can never learn how important it is to help each other without suffering. You can never learn to feel other suffering without suffering. You can never learn that you can be stronger through the suffering without suffering. More than anything else, you can never learn that your life is by God's grace without suffering. Suffering will never disappear from us. We have suffering in our broken relationships. We have pain of sending away the loved ones first. There are also people who hurt us and we go through our own personal darkness, inadequacy, we get betrayed by friends. And our first generation people, they went through the wars. But right now, the Israel and Palestine, they're going through wars. Hundreds of people are dying and it's getting escalated. And just the other day, there's an earthquake in Afghanistan. Just before that, oh, there was another earthquake. But now in Afghanistan, earthquake, so many people died and the buildings were destroyed. There's so much suffering. Suffering will never disappear from us. I hope that these sufferings may not make you weak. Rather, may these sufferings be instrument through which you may learn God's grace. The biggest problem of human beings is we forget. We forget God's grace. 
That was what Moses was concerned. We can see that clearly in Moses' words. When you have eaten your fill and have built fine houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks have multiplied, and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then do not exalt yourself forgetting the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Don't ever forget. That's what thanksgiving is. Not to forget that your life is by God's grace. That's what thanksgiving is. If you don't forget this, your suffering will not overwhelm you. You'll never perish. Always remember. But thing is, we human beings, when we are healthy, we don't realize how important this health is. When we have plenty of food, we don't realize how good it is to have meal every three meals a day. When everything is going well, we forget how difficult life could be. We easily forget that. When things go well, we forget. We even forget God. Then thanks, thankfulness disappear from your heart too. First, you forget. Second, thanksgiving disappears. When thanksgiving disappears, what happens? In that place, complaints, frustrations, dissatisfaction, these things start coming in like a poison. When thanksgiving is forgetting first, and then thanksgiving gone, and then these negative things about emotions fill you. And it doesn't end there. It doesn't end at complaints. It creates worries, anxiety, fear, and darkness. And these things fill your heart. That's not good life. Spiritual amnesia, that is something that we have to deal with. Everyone has to deal with spiritually. Don't fall into spiritual amnesia. Write a Thanksgiving journal. Every day, in the morning, in the evening, write down at least three things. What you're thankful for. In the morning and in the evening. I wrote three things this morning. And I'm going to three, uh, write three things in the evening. I don't know what I'm going to write. Every day from small things, learn to appreciate. Thanksgiving needs to be cultivated. It doesn't come automatically. It has to be cultivated. Verbalize your appreciation. Express it to others, to yourself, and to God, and write them on your Thanksgiving journal. 
all the spiritual people, their characteristic is they are filled with thanksgiving. All the mentally sick people, the common characteristic is they are filled with complaints. Have you ever seen mentally ill people who are thankful all the time? No. They always complain. People who live with deep thankfulness will never perish. They are strong people. Their life will be open. That's what thanksgiving does. When you do, when you're filled with thankfulness, life becomes open. Thanksgiving brings another thanksgiving, and that this thanksgiving brings blessings. That should be the cycle of your life. Thankfulness brings another thankfulness, and thankfulness brings another blessing. When you're thankful, when thankfulness disappears from your heart, your life becomes dark. The best therapy for your gloominess is to cultivate this thankfulness within you. There are so many things to be thankful for. Is it true? I'll give you one minute. And think about what you're thankful for. Just one minute. There are so many, eh? Even one minute is very long. There are so many. You have no time to complain. And yet, we make time to complain. Aren't we so unwise? I mean, we don't have no time to complain, and yet we are just squeezing our time to complain. If you really think about thankful, uh, thankful things, you have no time to complain. When you start having thankfulness in your life, your life becomes untangled. When you complain, life becomes entangled. But when you're thankful, life becomes untangled. Don't make your life complicated. Be thankful for the roses, but also be thankful for the thorns. They are the same, roses and thorn. It's all one flower. So thankful for the roses, but also be thankful for the thorn. Thankfulness opens your life. When you are, when you start being thankful, you can see the road that you have never seen before. And that's a beautiful road that you can take. And that path will lead you to the solution to your problems. When, you're, when you start being thankful, you start having this confidence. 
I can do all things. When you complain, you become weaker and weaker and weaker. You shrink. You become smaller and smaller and smaller. But when you're thankful, you become bigger and bigger and bigger. And you get more confidence in life. This is what St. Paul said. Not that I'm referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content or be thankful with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty, and of being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. That is the kind of confidence you get when you're thankful. You can do all things, not because of your own abilities, but because there is a person who strengthens you. I'm thankful for everything. I'm thankful for my children. I'm thankful for my grandchildren. I'm thankful for the house that I live in. I'm thankful for the plenty of food that I have. I'm thankful for the, uh, that I can sleep well at night. And I, I'm thankful for peace and joy that I, I'm thankful for the golf that I can play. I, I can go endlessly. God will give you the confidence to live solid life when you are thankful. Happy Thanksgiving.